0: give me a hell yeah I said give me a hell yeah what up everybody this is double g for the fight game podcast midweek edition we rarely do this anymore but uh you know john LaRock and i had big dreams at one point to do it to do a midweek show <laughs> stuff got in the way you know like real life stuff like having kids uh being a dad being a husband all of those great things got in the way of of our little our, of our little dream of a, of a radio uh, podcast here um Welcoming in John LaRocca. What's up,
1: man? What's up, man? It's a, the dream is still alive, my friend. <laughs> it's still alive. To the point that we're doing it right now at 11 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. No heat for it. <laughs> All good. So I think this could be our thing. It might be a phone one for a while. <laughs> so I get to the old GG Studios. But, you know, I think we can do it. I think we can do maybe a bi-weekly thing or
0: something well i mean you know if anybody understands having two small children uh it's me even though mine are are very big now but like i I remember those days and and life is busy and sleep is not plentiful and you know it it could get it could go from great to um Oh my gosh! Why are why are wifey and I running around like chickens with our heads cut off because children <laughs> are going crazy? So I get it. What's,
1: it's crazy the time because, like I, I say, I get home from work at four thirty. I blink, it's ten thirty. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. It's just crazy to me how like the the the, the evenings go by so so fast. It's wild. But but, the, it's but then
0: it, there's it's gonna, gonna to be a time. So there's gonna be a time when. You know, it's, it's, uh, it'll probably be a few years from now, but all of a sudden, you know, dad's cool because he takes us to wrestling shows. That time will come. <laughs> it definitely will come. You know, the, the, the amount of, uh, the time frame in, in, in that may be small. It may be, it may be large. I, I have friends who, uh whose uh, little kids really enjoy wrestling and they haven't um they haven't sort of turned on it yet i mean just look at our uh, our friend dave juter his both of his kids are really into it and they're they're young but you know they and plus they get to see daddy wrestle but um you know at some point it is not the coolest thing in the world but hey now you know uh, my kid he's uh, in college and all of a sudden he's into it again and i'm like now like of all time like now you're into <laughs> wwe like, of all the times to get back that's into it it's now, too.
1: and what what has right now in WWE?
0: I think it's like, like what? the college thing where you are in a dorm and you got buddies, and it's like a Monday night, and people are like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" Oh, Raw is on. <laughs> you know, I th- I just think I think that's what it is. Got just it. like I mean, when you are in college, you know, you are going to class, and then in the nighttime, you are screwing around, and you know, nothing to do, and you know, wrestling's on T
1: V. Yeah, I'm looking forward to taking it to the movies. I mean, before wrestling shows, but like, I'm really looking forward to that. Cause, you know, you know, I me mean? like one of my favorite things is going to the movies, and of course, I don't have, I don't go as frequently as I used to. But you know, once like, when, you know, Chloe gets older, I'm definitely gonna take her to the movies, and when Hunter's ready to go to the movie theaters, I'll take him too. But uh, I'm looking forward to that when that when that happens. So, so we yeah, will... then of course, some wrestling shows will happen. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, one 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 thing about WWE house shows is that they are essentially for children. Like, you, they, they they you know there are some they, they're you know they, there may be a match or two that's a little long, but you know they're pretty short. They're they they have you know good uh, good tempo. You know, good guys win. Uh, tons of opportunities to go to the merch stand. So uh, it, it's fun to take you know kids to that, especially if they're into it and then they get to see it for the first time like that's that's the cool thing i think the the kid who's in college and who's ba- sort of back as a fan and he's telling me how many spots that uh almost and, and styles missed i'm like how dare you um he, he yeah. <laughs> well he not not really mi- that, not though. not really missed but he he was he was trying to be like you know smart wrestling fan and going like oh I think Almas undershot that one and AJ had to run underneath him and catch him or is it was something like that.
1: Um Well, there's something to complain about that match. It was definitely not the wrestling
0: <laughs> itself. No, he liked the match. He really liked the match. I don't think he fully understands that, you know, Almas is supposed to uh, kind of go slowly through the ranks to get to that match. Uh, I'm not I don't think he understands that part, but um he he liked it. He was just like trying to be like, you know, cool kid like, "Oh, I think I think I don't think he was supposed to be that short on that di whatever. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, guy, <laughs> okay, smart, right. okay, smart guy. Um, That's awesome. But uh, the first time that I took him, it would have been, I want to say he was four, and I think it was probably like two years early. Um, and the thing is, is we had to fake out the youngest because they're only 17 months apart, um But the youngest, you know, wants to do everything that the oldest does. And so we had to fake out the youngest and we had to wait until he took a nap. And then we were able to leave <laughs> because he w- he so badly would have wanted to come with us. But, yeah, I think I think it was four. it was too early because he wasn't willing to sit in the, the, the seat to watch the entire time. Um, and we had pretty good seats, so he was kind of close, but, you know, we spent a lot of time walking around and looking at merch and kind of hanging out and then going (laughs) back and sitting down. But, you know, once the kids get to be like five, six, you know, uh, of age, kindergarten, first grade, where they actually have to sit in a class for, you know, five hours or whatever. I think that's the perfect time because they have the attention span. It's exciting, especially the first time. And, you know, they don't, they don't, uh. As long as you get them food and drink and, like, that, they're they're set, man. They're set.
1: Yeah. I think five and six is, like, the sweet spot. And that's definitely the age and targeting for definitely taking Chloe to Disneyland and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I'm waiting for that time to watch movies, wrestling, and all that. Disneyland all that other fun stuff. So, looking forward to those those great memories to, coming up. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll
0: get off child and parent corner in a second here but you know that you know uh my my youngest so he's uh 17 and you know he he like he, he thinks it's funny that his older brother is now back into wrestling and he goes i'm not into wrestling i'm into ufc or mma and like that's supposed to be like cooler right like to him he's like oh that's yeah, cooler. yeah yeah but if i ask him Oh, do you want to go to WrestleMania this year? He's in. Like he's down. He's like, yes, let's go. So you know, for the for the for the big shows, because he knows that you know he'll see cool stuff. Because he was at WrestleMania 31, he was at WrestleMania 26. So he knows like cool stuff happens at at big shows. It's just he doesn't want to follow the day to day product because it's goofy and not as not as cool. But um, yeah, yeah.
1: So, I still laugh at. When we saw Last Jedi and like we were saying bye, and then like and I realized JJ actually drove himself <laughs> to the theater. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, oh my god, I remember this kid was just like in the front row with you, like at premiere <laughs> shows, mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. you know, in awe of like Oliver John and Jeff Cobb wrestling. and Oh, yeah, he's, now he's like, they just, love that yeah, cruised on to the movie theater. What's up? See you guys later. <laughs> I know,
0: I know, it's crazy. Um, crazy, yeah. So, so just to kind of get back on topic a little bit, so. You and I, we did one episode of the We Want Flair podcast. We talked about, and I'll I'll link I'll link it for for those who may have have just found uh, this podcast and this website. But we did it. We did a a really fun episode of Ric Flair against Brian Pillman, um, uh, and uh, and that was going to be a podcast that we'd wanted to do sort of over the summer. But you know, again, I think our our eyes were bigger than our reality, and uh, and we haven't done episode two yet. But it's still a project for us that you know we want to get back to um, and do more. We want flair stuff, uh, and because the second one we wanted to do was uh, the Battle of the Belts with Barry Windham, and then I think there's a very sort of newsworthy one to do, you know, with the recent passing of of Big Van Vader. Um, I think that that could be one one that we would do as well. But for the I know one of my uh, one of my buddies he was like you know he's he's a really good guy he's been on uh on my podcast before uh for the 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 um the the Four Kings podcast uh the Fabulous 4 with with the uh, with uh, the 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 middleweights I mean the uh, welterweights uh, Hagler Hearns, and Duran and Leonard and he was on on one of those episodes and he really likes, you know, he's a wrestling fan and a boxing fan. He's not really that much into MMA, but he likes the stuff that we talk about. And to him, he's like, the best podcast you guys did was the We Want Flair podcast, like I Want More. And so that, that I was like, okay, wow, like, because he's back, he like, he's a little bit older than me. So that's like his time, you know, is you know, sort of late 70s, WWF into early 80s, plus, you know, Ric Flair. And uh, he actually fell out of wrestling a little bit until he started following New Japan over about the last six years, and you know he's a big Tanahashi guy. So you know when I was able to interview Tanahashi, he thought that was really cool. Or I actually I didn't interview him, but I, hel- I helped get it recorded and produced and stuff. But um, so I know that people liked that podcast, and and we just need to get a little bit more of a rhythm to to do it. But you know we're we're, we're definitely down to do it getting together on stuff like this kind of you know gets us back into into the swing of things. So hopefully soon we'll we'll be able to do that one and uh get back into that podcast. So that was a that was kind of a long intro, but um uh, we want to talk about G1 and as of this recording, it's been uh four shows. The uh, night five actually starts in like three and a half hours from from uh as as of this taping. But uh so far um it's it's been you know it's been pretty excellent though there's been some stuff that I actually haven't liked uh, surprising and actually not surprising because coming out of the g1 special which I do want to just get a couple quick thoughts from you about we sort of knew that there's an angle that was going to have to be uh, be told during g1 which is the uh, the the breaking up of the bullet club and the splitting off of the bullet club and Tamatanga and Tangaloa and Fale and Haku, um, kind of being like this heel group uh, because they're the original you know, the original bullet club guys. Um, and so I you know there in Tamatanga's matches in the G1, you sort of know that there's gonna be interference. Uh, there's been a lot more interference in uh, some of the other matches though that that I thought, including Jay White's matches, which, um i'm not sure it's all the way necessary and it's kind of uh, frustrated me a little bit um but has you know obviously the g1's been really good we've been talking about it we've been ranking our favorite matches but has that stuff bothered you at all or you just sort of go with the flow because you know that there's great stuff and and that they're still trying to tell stories of some of that other stuff
1: um it's bothering me honestly like uh I, that's what I like about Japanese wrestling is like, it's a totally alternative from, you know, WWE and like, you know, I, I like Japanese wrestling because of, you know, all Japan in the nineties where all clean finishes, and even New Japan, had a lot of clean finishes too. So I'm used to that. That's why, that's why I expect from like Japanese wrestling. So when I see like the interference, it's kind of, like I kind of just roll my eyes and, and I get it with Tomatanga. I get it with the, uh, with the firing squad angle, with uh, the Tongans versus the Bulla Club, like, that's going to happen in this, you know? And I was a little frustrated with the uh, Tongan, Tonga, uh, Tama Tonga versus Page, Adam Page match, because it was going, no, that was probably a match, it was going so well, and it was exciting, they are just beating each other up, it felt like an old school, like, I don't know, kind of Terry Gordy, and, and like a dance fighter, someone just, just beating each other up, you know? They're not mm-hmm. they're not the same size as those guys, but but you know what I mean? Like, it just felt like a good Smash mouse brawl with some, you know, uh, current moves, like, dive-outs and stuff. And and then all of a sudden, like, interference happened, and it was kind of like a bummer, you know? But I understand what they're going with. They're really trying to get heat on the Tongans, get that angle going. But, like you said, the White stuff, okay, I understand... You know, they wanted to protect Akata, losing to Jay White, and that's fine. But then he did the same thing with uh, Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just... And it was weird, because, like, he was, like... Uh, in the match with Tanahashi, it was so stupid. Well, I'm not saying that stupid. It was just silly that, like, he's on top of Tanahashi. He's in full control. And then he gets a chair. <laughs> like, why do you need to get the chair at that point? You should get the chair when you desperately need it, right? Not when like you're on you're on top. And it wasn't like they were like telling the story where like he's hitting Tanahashi with everything. Like they were if they were telling that story, I didn't feel I didn't feel it. It didn't it didn't connect with me. And I was kinda like did you tell the crowd when Jay White went over, it wasn't like it wasn't good heel heat. It was just like I don't think the crowd was like, I don't think they really enjoy that finish. So I think I think they kinda were a little upset with that one.
0: Yeah, you know, the the, the problem uh for that match with me was just the assault on the referee like like
1: yeah
0: yeah let's you know and, and you know the I think the the comparison is sort of to uh some of the booking that you see in WWE that's kind of like where you roll you know you mentioned rolling your eyes um and we we just watched uh last week um we watched the WWE Extreme Rules show and like the, just the booking of the 30 man Iron Man match, the, just the, I mean, one, the idea that that match was last and two, the way that they decided to tell that story, it was just like, wow, like they have all those guys, you know, writing or, or writing television and Vince McMahon as, uh, as the, the, the main head, I guess Vince actually wasn't there, but Triple H and, uh. I forget who else were kind of like the men in charge but they were in contact with Vince and it's just like how does that match get booked the way that it did in the spot that it did for uh at the end of a 4-hour show and so if I'm going to you know really take shots at at WWE and you know Jason Hagholm and I talked about that uh last uh on Sunday night you know I really you know, you you have to criticize you know the the the, the bad things and you know be really uh, you know and, and most of the New Japan stuff we we were really high on and you have to you know do do that as well with WWE but it's just like man that was such a bad show but I can also call out on New Japan which is mostly good that I thought that it was just really bad at, at the end of that match just the way that they treated the ref the way they told that story. It could, I. It could have been told a different way, and I thought, you know, I would have thought it would have, wouldn't have have treated the fans as like kind of like idiots in a sense. But, um, you know, thankfully we don't get too much of that, especially in the G one, uh, because it, it it is really all about wins and losses, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, I wish more of wrestling was like that. You know, that it's just about wins and losses. Um, but, you know, so for for whatever you know i i i I just wanted to make sure that you know i compared the two because i feel like these days watching wrestling like i'm so hard on wwe and many people would say rightfully so uh but you know i also have to point out when there's other stuff that that's bad as well but can we take a step back you know i mentioned the g1 special um before we get into our favorite matches of the g1 so far through the four nights uh my one of my favorite moments of that G1 special wasn't even really what was going on in the ring it was going on with how you were watching uh one of your really good friends and someone that you've you've been really close to uh, from a wrestling perspective as well Jeff Cobb he was able to f- to face Goto for the uh the the, the never uh, openweight title right in the in the Cow Palace um you know right smack dab in the middle of a great show and like i just kind of looked at you because i wanted to see your reaction of what is not the epic you know you know jeff jeff still has other great things that he's going to do but to this point in his career you know that was one of the greatest moments and i want i kind of wanted to see how you were watching it and how you were reacting because I, I know you're you're so proud of him but explain you know kind of your feelings around that and what you were thinking as you were watching Jeff Russell that match
1: oh man it was emotional I got emotional I'm an emotional guy anyway so like so like it was just cool like seeing him come out with the big screen behind him and the long entrance way out of the Cow Palace and you know this major major league show and like because I always vision Jeff like I always believed that he would be there, like, not not New Japan, just any big company, you know, wrestling, you know, because he's a major league talent, you know, he's a gifted guy, he's something special, if you watch him, you can't take your eyes off him, he's just, he's just just gifted, and plus, he's a down-to-earth great guy, and so, you know, he's hardworking, seeing his hard work pay off, it it was pretty emotional for me. And, you know, seeing him from, you know, all the way in Hawaii wrestling once a month for, you know, Action Zone Wrestling out there to, you know, taking a chance, leaving paradise behind, to come to Folsom, California to pursue his dream of, you know, to become a major league professional wrestler. And now look at him now, he's like torn all over the world, and I never get to see the guy other than AEW shows, you know, which is great, because like, that's what I want, you know sure I wanted to, would love to see that guy every day, but at the same time, it's like, I want to see that guy out and making a name for himself. And that's what he's doing. And it was just cool. I was just sitting there and I was getting emotional, you know, trying to fight back the tears because I'm so happy for him. And then the match was really good. Um uh, they had a good match. Um, and actually when I went home, I actually watched it on access because I recorded the show and I really thought it actually played better on access just the way they shot it. And, um, uh, hearing Jim Ross's commentary on it and Josh Barnett's commentary on it, you know, and then Jeff, you know, he's been down south and trained with Josh a few times, so, you know, but it was cool to see Ross, like, put Jeff over, and that was really cool to see and, and hear, and it was funny because he was even, like, at one point in the map, like, Jim Ross was, like, telling, like, you know, he should, like, study more Dr. Dusty Williams, you know. Jim Ross is, like, you know, Proje for a long time and Bill Watts' Proje and, and and then and then then the match, you know, Jeff picks up Goto and does the Oklahoma Stampede <laughs> and then Josh Burnett's like, Yep, speaking of Doctor Death, you know, so that was really cool, you know, 'cause and uh that was like one of my favorite moments and just wrestling in general, you know, that experience I was just so happy to be part of that, you know. And then um I was not gonna miss this show for just just because of Jeff's on it. I had to be there. And, uh, overall, it was a, it was a fun show. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm probably the only guy in our group that probably wasn't high on the main event like some, but, you know, overall, I had a good time in the show. That show. Um, you mentioned Ross, uh, or,
0: uh, Rossi, as, as Sting used to call him. Um, <laughs> the day, the night before, so, um... We were at uh, I was at the um, the press conference, the new Japan press conference, and then um, we went to uh, one of the hotel I guess the hotel where most of the access folks were staying just to kind of grab some food and 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 Ross was there. And so you know Ross doesn't know me from any anybody he, he I've, I've met him maybe three or four times and two of them we were at um the Cauliflower Alley Club when he was just kind of coming hanging out near our table because you know he he and uh Big Dave are, are friends. But just to kinda of, like I, I was intrigued about what he was gonna say about Cobb because I know that, you know, he probably doesn't know Cobb that well. He doesn't know his work that well. He probably knows, you know, a few headlines of, oh yeah, you know, he was the, the big the big monster at Lucha Underground. Um, you know he's worked former Olympian, yeah, former Olympian. He's worked New Japan a few times, uh, but but that's that's really it. You know, strong guy, um, and so I I was like kind of interested because he and he and Big Dave were kind of talking about Cobb, and and Jim was like, you know, Jim was like, you know, what else do I need to know? And and so we were we were just talking about Cobb and his you know him facing Uel Romero at the Olympics and and uh, and stuff like that and. I could tell that you know Jim knew that he could go to his playbook of digging into a real athlete's background and talking about that in, in hyping him up for a match. So I still haven't actually seen uh Jim's uh, Jim's broadcast or or his call of that match, but you know, I, I just I just saw you know Jim's like, oh this is this is I could tell he was into it because he's like, "This is how this is the kind of stuff that I like to I like to talk about when I talk about athletes. I, li- I like to talk about athletes. Like I, you could just tell that that's one of the things he he, he really enjoys is talking about real guys. And Jeff is real. Jeff's a real stud athlete. Um, all you have to do is there's there's some video that I think your wife may have like, it's an old video that she may have uh, put back on Facebook. You know, the whole Facebook memories. But Jeff is like." Um, He's got a barbell and he's got, you know, he's got a 45 on each side and he just kind of snatches it up in the air with two hands and then he puts out his arms and he bounces the bar on his biceps, on both his biceps, and so the bar kind of gets a little bit of bounce and then he drops one of the arms, catches it with the other arm and then throws it above his head with one arm. And I was just like are you for real? Like, I've never seen that before. Like, but that's the, that's the freaky athlete that he is. Like, that's like, that's stuff that he probably does just for, you know, for for shits and giggles and everyone who watches him goes, dude, come on. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, how do you do I remember
1: that, I remember that video because when I was, you know, running Premiere and booking Premiere, like, I would use, like, real footage that these guys would post and, like, like, of the workouts or training or whatever and I would just use it show clips, you know, on our Facebook page or website whatnot just to kind of build that real athlete feel, because they are real athletes, you know, and uh, give it that sports feel, like, you know, Thatcher going off the train with Billy Robinson, picture of him with Billy Robinson in the, the class, show that, you know. J.R. Kratos learning, uh, learning uh, Muay Thai, show that, you know, like I used to love that stuff. And I remember when I, when I posted that one, I thought that was pretty cool when Jeff I think he was just like I said, he was just goofing off in this shit, but I'd use it like to show off like how what a little freak this guy is, you know. And, and and
0: you know, we'll 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 change the G one in a second, but I but you also mentioned how nice of a guy Jeff is and and um you know, he did come by a- after his match and it was before the main event, but you know, mostly to to say hi to to you you and Dutra, but still, like he knows that you know there were other people there who who were real big fans of his, and he just came over to say hi and you know check on you guys and to make sure you know what you guys thought and you know and you know shoot the stuff or whatever because you you know you guys haven't spent a whole lot of time in it, but he's just that nice. He he's he he was just being thoughtful, right? He was coming over checking in on you guys. Like I thought that was cool. I'm like you know that's that's who he is, and I think that's why he's so easy to like and enjoy. Cause that personality comes through as genuine uh, on TV in in his matches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I get, you know, like a lot of fans, they meet him for the first time. And I mean, if you go, I mean, I, I, I highly recommend people like, cause I know some people go to wrestling shows and they're get, get nervous talking to the guy. They say hi real quick and kind of walk by. But like, if you want like stop by Jeff's merchandise booth, like talk to him, you know, and just, and, like, you'll become an Insta fan forever because, like, he's just, like, you're talking to your friend, you know? He's just that personality of, that he has, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was cool when he came by. That was that was, that was awesome, and then, uh, he's, he's, he's always, he's always been that guy, so no matter how big he gets, he, I think he always remembers his friends and, and you know, and stuff like that, so that's cool. So, okay. yeah, so it was pretty awesome. i looking for more, looking forward to more, Jeff, in, uh, New Japan, so, uh, Looking forward to seeing if he's going to
0: go next tour. it will be awesome. And according to the uh, Wrestling Observer, he debuts for ROH in uh, this weekend, actually in Atlanta, uh, and he's going to be yeah. at the t- he's going to be at the tapings, and then he's got uh, a few more dates through the summer and the fall, including when they are back in Las Vegas. So it looks like he'll be on their TV. Um, at least for the next uh, like three or four months so uh, hopefully that hopefully that means that he's uh, you know that he's intertwined in in some of their major storylines and in in some of their big matches you know we always watch the ROH pay-per-views and and sometimes you're like oh my gosh they're doing so much but I mean getting to see your buddy on an ROH pay-per-view all of a sudden that becomes must see right?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, if he's. Saying, I'm sure he will be on those ROH reviews, so I definitely might definitely make a way to watch him. Sometimes I'll watch one or two, and then I skip one, or, <laughs> you know. But it's just because the style of ROH for me, it's just it's just like every every match, everyone's going all out. Yeah, and it's like by the time the second match comes, I'm like, I already saw everything. Yeah,
0: like, yep.
1: How many super kicks I'm going to see? How many super kicks I'm going to? I mean, how many dive outs I'm going to see? And this kind of suplex I'm going to see. It's like. By the end of it, I'm kind of just, like, kind of out of it, you know? But I mean, they're all great athletes. They do some really cool stuff, but at the same time, it's, like, we the variety, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah, totally. All right, so let's talk about the G1. We are four nights in. Uh, I think that uh, three of those nights have been really strong. I wasn't as big mm-hmm. of a fan of night three, uh, and we kind of talked a little bit about why. Um but uh but yeah so far you know i guess the only thing i can compare it to is last year's G1 i know you've been you you're, you know you're you've been a much bigger uh, new japan fan than i have over the years i you know i've only really kind of been following I, I would say maybe for the last 4 years and only the last 2 years super closely so all i have to compare it to is last year's G1 and last year's G1 was awesome and i thought you know so far so good with this year's uh, i mean it's you know sort of back and forth whether or not which one is better but you know i'm 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 highly entertained we're ch- we you know we're watching every every day just to make sure that we all catch up and we don't get behind like it's sort of like an important thing it's kind it's kind of like um you know i compare it to uh uh i guess i guess it would be sort of like a, a soap opera in a sense where you're like you have to follow every day right like cuz if you miss something then you miss something in the story that's sort of like what it is. I think they're going like four, four times a week at least. So, we, you know, we're we're making sure that we're on top of stuff so that we don't get behind because, you know, you want to watch all the stuff that leads into the next show.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, 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 we did last year. I remember we were like, let's do it. And I was like, you know, in the back of our minds, we're probably like, yeah, we're going to drop off but uh, <laughs> halfway through. But, you know, we end up watching the whole thing and then and, and, uh, keeping track of like what we thought was, our favorite matches, it just was fun, you know, interactive, because, like, we made it interactive, and um, I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, when this came up again, it's like, we all we joke around again, like, oh, my God, we're going to do it again. But, like, so it's, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, this year has been good. Um, you know, still have to play out the whole tournament compared to last year's. So last year's was actually was pretty damn good. It was definitely probably one of the best, if not the best, G1 tournament, I think, because of all the great matches they had last year. So.
0: Like be, with with New Japan World, we can actually follow. But like, how were you following? Just I'm assuming just through the Observer. Like, how how were you able to follow previous years to before a New
1: Japan World was in existence? I mean, I would just yeah, the the Observer really, and then um, when, I, when I was when I was subscribing '98, and how I followed. And like, you would like get tapes of like the best matches, right? You hear this match was like rated high by Dave, so they're like, all right, I'll check that one out. And that's how kind of how it always was until even with the internet, when the people would post stuff on YouTube or Daily Motion, I just would like say, okay, make sure I watch that match. Got rated like you know, got high rating. It you know it must be something you must must see, so I would check it out. But uh, but now it's like everything's online for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of promotions now are going to the, going to the streaming service. So it's uh, it's hard to see a lot of these matches. It's to be a little harder than usual, but they're they're out there. You can find them if you really really try. But uh, but yeah, so it's, it's 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 pretty cool to follow the whole tournament because I like tournaments. Uh, I know some people don't. They kind of find them boring, but I really think like New Japan does it right when it sense like tells a complete story from the beginning to the end of the tournament. So I like to see how it plays out. So, like, right now, I know I kind of bummed with certain things about some interferences, some ref bumping and all that stuff, but, you know, I'm pretty sure by the end it will look and hopefully things will make sense when it comes to certain results. But we'll see. So
0: my favorite match so far has been uh, night two main event, Kenny Omega and, and, uh, and Tetsuya Naito. Like yeah, there's recency bias in this stuff sometimes, right? But after I watched that match, I was like, that might be my favorite Naito match ever. And and I'm and again like I, I haven't watched everything that he's done, right? I'm not going to say that I'm I'm the the New Japan guy who's followed everything. Absolutely not. And I, and I'm very um, open to saying that. Like I I have become a much bigger fan in these last two years thanks to New Japan World, but. Um, I've watched, you know, I've watched a good amount of his matches, but I after that match I just thought, you know, that might be my favorite Naito match ever. To the point and 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 this is what's great about, you know, both guys in that I started even though like, you know, I'm this, you know, wrestling fan who looks at things in a specific way and and you know, I'm not I I try you know, it, it's it's hard for me to really get invested in in guys and matches. Because you know, I'm watching it like sort of with a different, with different lens, and I'm sitting there going, "I really want Naito to win this match," even though I kind of knew that he wasn't gonna win. I'm just watching this going like, "Oh, I, like if he won, I'd be so happy," and then I would catch myself and go like really like why does it matter so much but it was because i thought he was doing such a tremendous job of just like getting like sucking me in right as as a fan and and everything that he did like i was like sympathizing you know for him and empathizing with him going like ah oh, you know you just need to do this and you can beat the the, the IWGP champion and uh, i've never felt that way in a naito match before so um, what like is it? Has that been your favorite match as well? And and you know overall, like what were your thoughts? As as, uh, as, as were, were they similar to mine, or or did he just suck me in for for whatever reason?
1: No, no, I agree. That's but as of right now, it's that's my favorite match of the tournament. Um, it was an epic G one match. You know, it had everything. Uh, it was action packed, a lot of twists and turns. I mean, maximum effort by both guys. And, uh, yeah, Naito was something else in that match. And I always thought he was going over, too. I really did. I thought, you know, I could see, like, him pinning Omega. There's a, a future title match, possibly, you know, reason for Naito to challenge Omega for the title sometime down the line from his win in G1. But, uh, it was the B. I was kind of, I was, I was a little surprised by that, by that finish. I really thought Naito was the one that's going to get his hand, hand raised at the end, but, uh, Omega one and um and uh, and I got gave up for Mega too, I don't want to talk about Naito a lot here. But you know, Omega was pretty fantastic in this match and you know me. I've been a tough critic on him, <laughs> yeah, Omega. Yeah. And yeah. like it's really been the babyface turn. Like I I just think this guy is a natural babyface. Yeah. And I, I don't think he was that good of a heel. I just I mean, I just never believed him as a heel. Yeah, never you, you never you've always him. you've always said that about him. And now that he's a baby face, I, I, I he's perfect. I think he's. And you know, I remember I was when we were walking out of uh, the G1 Special, and I I wasn't a fan of the main event, just because uh, was, you know the the G1 Special, the Cow Palace. The only reason I wasn't a fan because it's just my stupid traditions that I you know it's an IWGP title match, and you know why is there ladders and tables and mm-hmm. all that? You know what I mean? you know, I want to see like a, a great title match and it was all a big angle. And that's what it was. And I get that. It's just, you know, I don't know. I was just kind of a little bummed about that, but I mean, so the storyline was great. It's just, I was expecting something different. Maybe that's why, but like, you know, the whole like Kenny Mega post-match promo of that show was fantastic. I thought that was, it awesome. And like, you just felt like, okay, this is the baby face. This is the baby face of the company. This is the guy that's going to lead the way, you know? Um, and uh, so I really believe him in that spot in that role. So uh, I'm, I'm actually a really big <laughs> Kenny Omega fan right now. <laughs> looking forward to his matches, and um, looking forward to this his new this role as the champ in uh, New Japan. So um, yeah, he was he was he was just he was so good this match. And um, yeah, this definitely like up there with my. Uh, this definitely one of my ma- my contenders for matches of the year. So
0: I, I was. Um thinking about this uh, but it was more so after his match with Godot which I think I liked a little bit better than you but mm-hmm. he goes so hard and I'm watching him and I'm thinking like how can he go so hard and not be super super reckless because he's going you know he he's hitting ropes and like everything looks so violent, you know, the, the, the V-triggers and and uh, especially like, you know, he hits the guy in the back with the V-trigger and I, I just watch it and I go, God, it looks like he's destroying these guys, but I don't hear that, you know, he, that he's hurting anybody or that anybody's, you know, thinks he's too snug or whatever. But like, is that, is that his ability to, I, I mean, what does what is, what is that come down to? Like, how is he able to to work as fast and as hard as, as he is and still um, and, and still not kill these guys
1: because he's a, a super athlete and a really good worker you know like I, I, the V-trigger stuff sometimes I think he maybe does one too many yeah but at the same time like if you really watch that V-trigger like his timing on it is like perfect his placement of his of his shin you know is perfect on the guy you know most of the time you know so i mean there's a time when <laughs> i think adam page turned right into it but that was, <laughs> the, that was a whole other story but like yeah you know, for the most part yeah he's not really hurt guys it. and then um he's just he's just he's just he's just really really good and as his baby face and like i said i think he's fantastic i'm looking forward to the next couple of matches coming up and uh like uh, i believe uh i looking forward to the match with sonata coming up in the tournament when that happens. I, I, I'm really hoping, because Sonata's been, he's been fantastic in this tournament as well.
0: They're definitely going to try to out-athletic each other.
1: Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see what, this is a big, that'll be a big match for Sonata. I mean, he's, he's had a couple with Okada, and he's come through, and he you know, challenged for the title once and had a really good match, so I really want to see him continue that, because I think Sonata should be doing a little bit more than just a tag champ guy. With Evil, you know, they're a great team. I, I definitely would like to see him as a single, like, intercontinental champion or a never champion or something like that. I think he could definitely shine in that position.
0: So I will say that when I went to the press conference, the guys who stood out the most of, you know, outside of the guys who are supposed to stand out, like, you know, Cody and Mm -hmm. and stuff, uh, one was Juice Robinson. He was probably the one that stood out the most. His personality, the way he dresses his candidness (laughs) and his promos. (laughs) Um, but the other one to me was Sonata. Like one, he was much, uh, thicker than I thought he was. Uh, two, the hair is awesome. And three, he was in like this, like pimp daddy, sweet ass looking suit though. Uh, he was in like, like he, I think he needed better shoes. Like, like if I, if I, I I wish I could have, you know gone into my closet and been like here wear these shoes for with this suit like it would be dope um but yeah like i was really impressed looking at him in person now he's not the most charismatic like vocally you know he he doesn't have that swagger when he walks right like so some of it is a little mysterious I, i guess but then when you watch him in the ring he's so athletic he's very confident especially when he puts uh when he puts the hold on the guys and then gives them the drop kick in the butt when they're all tied up, like he's very confident and cocky. He, he, you know, he, he, he jumps, uh, I think they say he's got like a 48 inch vertical that I think that's impossible, but um, like he, he, he's great. Uh, and I agree with you. Like if there are two guys who, um, who should be on the rise, uh, I think Jay white uh, is sort of kind of there already or, or maybe ongoing, but other than Jay, I think it's Juice and I think it's Sonata. Like, I, just by looking at... The, like, sometimes you can see certain things in people when you see them out in the public and, and who looks like a star and who acts like a star and who do people, like... Just random people just sort of float over to for no reason whatsoever. And, uh, and, and yeah, I was impressed with both of those guys.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I first saw Sonata was in 2012 when he was wrestling for All Japan. And, you know, he was just a young, green, young prospect. Of, you know, you saw like he's really athletic and he felt like he was going to be something. And you know then he ended up going to Wrestle 1 and then ended up going to TNA, which, you know, they don't understand how he used Japanese wrestlers or something yeah. over there. It's bizarre. And uh, at least the old regime, at least. And then um, and then um it was truly really cool to see him end up in New Japan and what they've done with him. If he, and it's kind of cool if he actually would go back and maybe watch like a year or two ago of Sonata in New Japan and then watch him now you can totally tell how confident he is now in the ring in his character and he gets the crowd involved a little bit and he's not like he's not like Kenny Omega right he's not like that or or, uh, or Tanahashi but like but like he's he looks to the crowd you know he looks for reactions he gets them to react a little bit he gets he gets his hand. Sometimes he goes all out and just say hey, right, you know, stand up, stand up, I'm gonna do this big dive. You know, like mm-hmm. he, he gets him going. So I think I think he's, he's slowly but surely getting that. And he will. So your
0: second favorite match, at least on the list that I have in front of me, was um Naito and Ishii from Night Four. You actually like that more than Omega and Goto. Um what what stood yeah, out? That match was freaking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, what, like like to you, what stood out? I mean, we've seen those guys wrestle uh, a handful of times for sure on on big shows. Uh, what, but what stood out for you with this match?
1: I just like this like like Naito was being such a, a dick. Like he, you know, like he's just being cocky and arrogant, smacking Ishii on the head. Like he smacks Ishii on the head. He's done this before. But, like, Corgan Hall is just the perfect place for wrestling. And he just smacks him on top of the head. And Ishii gives this look. The look was money. And the crowd goes, Oh, you pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> You know? And there was a moment where, like, Ishi just beating the shit out of him with these chops. You know? And, like, at one point, like, Naito turns his back to the crowd, like, on the ropes. And he t- <laughs> Ishii just chops his back. And it's just, and, it's, and it's, it was so cool. And it was, kind of, it was a good, slow-building match into the, all the big stuff, and it was back and forth, and it was a lot of cool, like, twists and turns, and I was, like, really, I like watching this at work, I'm, like, lunchtime, I'm, like, really into it, and, uh, and, uh, I think, yeah, there definitely was, and Goto and Omega was really good, really, really good, and so was Juice and Ibushi, but, like, that definitely was the second best match of the tournament so far, was Naito and, uh, Ishii. So right now, like, going in, like, right now, like, Naito's like the MVP
0: of the tournament, M-I-F-H, right now. So my my little process of being able to watch all of these matches and, you know, focus on them, especially during a, a work day or, you know, a weekday, is I go to the gym and I uh, just, instead of, you know, lifting – I'm just doing mostly cardio when I know I got to watch a show. And so, you know, I'll do 50 to 60 minutes of cardio. I'll zip through the entrances and I'll just watch the matches. And I can get through about three and a half matches, um, almost to the, almost the fourth one. And, you know, like I'm in a gym with, you know, random people and, you know, I'm just doing normal cardio and they, you know, I'll, I'll sort of go... What the f- you know? I'll I'll just like go, you know. I'll exclaim something, and and I'll kind of look around to see if anyone's paying attention. Um, but I did so I've done that, twice specifically, uh, in the four shows. And so the first one, is uh, when Omega did the springboard high cross to the outside over the barricade onto Naito. Like that was ridiculous. I was like, he, it, he picked up so much bounce and so much speed on that dive out. I was just like I, that's it was unbelievable to me. Like I I couldn't even imagine someone could fly out that fast and that far
1: uh on that move. But the second yeah, one Yeah, like like No, go ahead. am sorry. I was saying like on, on the dive out omega like I mean we see dive out all the time. Like every show has like 10 dive outs, right? Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like you're kind of known to them, but like like that that's Dive out, like it still like gets you like wow reaction, you know, like that's one of the rare ones that did, dude, t- today for me at least. But yeah, it's 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 a thing of you that dive out. It's nuts, and it's, it's all it's all like controlled because he's such a great athlete.
0: Yeah, yeah. And but, so the second one was during the match that you just you, you kind of hinted at uh, just a second ago, which is uh, Juice and uh, Coda, and you know he does the. Um, he does the rana on the apron to the floor. And, like, the like C- coda is also, a, like, a ridiculous athlete. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, oh my God. Like, I, I think I said, oh, my God. And I was first worried about juice. And then, secondly, it was almost like a double oh, my God, because Coda goes all the way to the floor. And then he just gets up like nothing. I'm just like, this guy is crazy. Um, but yeah, like, and then, and then the, uh, obviously that, 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 uh, moonsault, um, off of the, off of the, uh, steel post and then how far he was able to jump out on that. It's just like the guy's ridiculous.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I really like that Ibushi and, uh, Juice match. I thought that was like really good, like two baby faces. Like it felt, it felt like a big match. Yeah. Me. It felt really big and it felt like a future big match to like for a championship later on and and uh i just thought that was this this show today was it was a hell of a show with just those three matches you know
0: yeah the the um the one complaint and i'm gonna i'm gonna sound like my kid you know talking about how almost uh <laughs> he, he 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 uh aj had to run up and catch him but uh i don't know if you noticed this but when Juice was on t- uh, I think he was on Kota's shoulders or something, and he started punching him with his left hand. Did you see that?
1: Oh, uh, with his broken hand.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah. D- I think that was a an oops, but you know, oh well. Like they're gonna you're gonna have an oops in 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 uh, you know once or twice, uh, but other yeah, I, I really I really like that too. That the uh, there's such like. The, the, I think one of the one of the special things about this tournament is that you know that you're gonna get um a competitive high quality match out of the five you know you you can't have the same match you know you're talking about you're talking about the ROH paper no. you can't have the same match five times in a row which is why having you know Yano do what he does uh break up a mm-hmm. little bit of the monotony and uh, I, like I've really enjoyed him so much more than I did uh the last year's G1 like like the whatever yeah,
1: last year was I mean he's I mean yeah you're right last year he's it was more more focused on the comedy this year mm-hmm. he actually he's mixing more of the the wrestling in and I think this made this this year a little more exciting you know last year's Okada match was Yano and Okada was so much fun his match with Ishii this year was Awesome! I love that match.
0: And like one of the biggest pops uh, with the with the Japanese crowd on night four was him putting Zach in Zach's own submission hold. Right? Like, yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. just the way he fought for it, and when he finally got it, like the crowd was just like so behind him. And you know, when when they come to the US, like the, the US fans just love that guy. Like he gets one of the biggest pops of the night every time.
1: Yeah, and then really like that you know Yano showed off his wrestling skill because he's like, a really good wrestler, and uh, he's a really good amateur wrestler. And then like so he got to like roll around with Zach, and then, of course Zach was, you know he's a little bit faster, a little bit slicker. He's a, you know he's the magician, right? The mm-hmm. math magician. So like he's able to sneak out of sneak out of Yano's attempts. But it was so cool to see Yano's attempts, you know, and see him wrestle a little bit more. And uh, I would like personally because we remember last year's tournament. Omega, Yano had that really... In my opinion, the match sucked. It was it was the tape of the feet, the bouncing around. Yeah, yeah yeah, goofy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Lot, a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people had issues with it. But like for me, what I would like to see, because this time around, Omega is the champion, right? Like I want to see Yano like, still be him, still be him, but like maybe take a little more serious approach to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. Knowing that not only is it a tournament win, a point you get points, and it could be big for him. But when, you know, pinning the champion, right? Like, it's a future title shot. It should, it should be treated as important to him, I think. You yeah. know? I would I like to see that, you know? I think anyone that wrestles make mega this tournament has to have that. Beyond just points of the tournament and winning the tournament, it has to be about pinning the champion, and getting a future title shot, you know? Absolutely.
0: Um, on the other side, uh, I think... You know, I think if you if if this was like a competition, uh, the uh, the B block is probably uh, kicking the A block's ass right now. But uh,
1: which, is, which is funny because that was Kenny's uh, promo it
0: Oh, was it? I, that's the only thing I didn't see was uh, his end promo. It's the only thing I didn't catch.
1: Well, up it was in it was in Japanese. and I don't speak Japanese, but like he kept saying B block a lot, and from what I read, like. He was saying how like the B block is outperforming the a block, and then you set up the game basically, basically I think that was the gist of it, so um so yeah, so yeah, you're right, no no they are they, they're right I mean and it's 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 not not like a blocks that far off, right, but like the standoff has been b block so far so far well,
0: i mean we we can talk about it a little bit, which is uh okada's new character, I know you put it over on Twitter the other day, sort of well, his, like.
1: Club yeah, Kid Okada. Club
0: Kid Okada, you know, dancing around and and new new I hair like color, it. um, it's different. Uh, but I think uh, he's had a little bit of an uphill battle uh, based on uh, the results so far. He had uh, a pretty good match with Jay White, though. Um, you know, it wasn't it was going good. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was, it was good. But you know, I don't think you know. There's, I'm sure there's, you know, folks who. Who may or may not have have liked the uh, the way that it ended, but he also had a match uh, with Foley, which look, like it, you're not going to get a five star classic with Foley for the you know most of the, most time. Um, but the we we talked about the booking and we talked about sort of all the interference and mm-hmm. um, you know they they really put a stamp on the firing squad A.K.A. OG Bullet Club by having them beat okada i thought that was like i i was really surprised and and i probably shouldn't have been surprised because i know how much they're investing in in these guys but i was like okay maybe okada is the one that sort of figures it all out and doesn't actually get pinned but no just like just like you know the other the other stuff that's happened he also got pinned with uh uh, and and uh, Tamatanga came in and, and hit a gun stun on, on him, and then uh, Fale hit the bad luck fall, and Okada was pinned. Like, did it surprise you, uh, and or, or were you were you sort of expecting it? And so far, what have you thought about Okada in this tournament?
1: Um, uh, you know, Okada he's he's good. I mean, he's he's always good. He hasn't had that great Barnburner match yet, but he will because. We know the last night he's wrestling Tanahashi, and there's some other matches he has coming up with Suzuki and stuff. But like, and I thought the match with Jey was really good, and, then, and you know the finish was—I thought the finish was done to protect Okada and give Jey a win over this former champ. I, I kind of think they could have been a little cleaner with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, The—I uh, was kind of surprised that he didn't be falling. I just figured they wouldn't let Okada lose twice. Yeah, but. I mean I do respect like what Gator's doing with the firing squad. Like if you're gonna get, get these guys over and get heat on them, like you gotta be all in with it, right? Yeah, you can't just yeah. like half ass it. So Right. I respect that. I totally respect that. And um like, it's interesting to see how it goes further to the cloud. I think he's gonna be going on the win streak now. So um um so he'll he'll get his wins and I think he'll 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 have a good tournament.
0: Uh, I think the match Tonight uh, is against. Is it against Paige?
1: Page, yeah. So I think he'll. I think he'll win that one for sure. And you Probably know, I'll be shocked if he doesn't win that one.
0: And I think I think Page has been a, a really good addition to to the tournament so far. Um, he had a he had a pretty darn good match with uh, with Elgin uh, on night three, uh, and um, I, I, I've been impressed with him. Like so. Again, this goes back to sort of seeing people in person, and in Long Beach, you remember when they uh, christened the the dojo in, in uh, right before the Long Beach show, the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay White was there, and you know he was doing his 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 interviews, and you know he's got to mention the Bullet Club shtick and the being the elite shtick. But I was very impressed with it wasn't even really what he said it was more the way he said it and uh and and just his interview style and the his cadence and sort of his conversational uh speaking i was very impressed with him when i watched him and i was like okay like you know you can see the stuff on being the elite and for the most part it's it's really goofy especially with him but uh i think he's 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 been in some pretty good matches lately i I enjoy seeing him wrestle and then when he went toe-to-toe with elgin and he was taking everything elgin was giving him and he was giving it back i was like i was like okay like that was sort of a test for him to go okay you're gonna have to do this pretty much every night right like this is what it's like in this tournament and i thought he stood right there with, with big mike and and they had a really good match um, and now he's got the test of, uh, of all tests, which is, you know, he's, he's going up against Okada and, you know, almost nobody has a, uh, has a less than four star match with Okada, except for maybe, you know, bad, bad fallet. Um, but he, there, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like each opportunity for him to get in the ring with someone like Okada and then he'll face Tanahashi, you know, at some point, um it's it's almost like that next step, right? He's gonna face Minoru Suzuki. It's almost like, okay, can he go to that next level, then that next level, then that next level? And for someone like him, this tournament is great because when else is he gonna have the opportunity? He's not gonna have the opportunity in storyline to wrestle Okada, you know, in the next couple years, right? That's just not where he's headed, you know, same probably same with Tanahashi. But because this is a tournament style and he's in their block he gets an opportunity to wrestle with these guys, and I think it's great. Like, imagine you know being uh, a young wrestler, and you're like, okay, now I get to have matches with these guys where I'm gonna like learn more than I've learned in all of wrestling up to now. You know, like that. I think that's so cool for uh, for someone like him.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's definitely a future star in my opinion. He's uh, he has there's something about him may has a little bit of the it factor, you know, I think. And I really like the whole Hangman gimmick. I like his look. Um, and, uh, I mean, I wasn't really as high on the match with Elgin as you were, but, like, you know, you could tell, like, you could just tell, like, he, he's going to be something special. And, yeah, hey, you're right. Like, this is a test. Like, wrestling Akata, is Kanahashi, is a chance for him to make a statement to the New Japan office and be like, hey, you know, look for me at future main events and, you know, and, like, they they, they kind of have faith in him already. Like, they gave him a big match with Jay White, you know, at uh, Long Beach for the U.S. title. He challenged for that. And, and you know, they they kind of, I think booking kind of <laughs> hurt them and make them go too long because they were having a really good match in the beginning, and it kind of just went long. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, a, it, just, it just was, like, like well, probably about 10 minutes too long, actually, in my opinion. But, but no, he he's definitely, uh, I really like Pace a lot. And then I think he's going to be... Really, really good, and and this is definitely going to make him a little better wrestler out of it. he's definitely going to gain a lot. He might not get the wins, but like he'll be a better wrestler out of it. You, you know
0: who else uh, liked the match a lot and liked it even more than me? Uh, our buddy, the heartbreak kid, David Rubio. We got to shout him out because he's in our in our group. You know, the three of us are kind of keeping up. With uh, with G1 and we we tweet each other back and forth about you know what our ma- what our favorite matches were. He thinks after night three he hasn't watched night four yet, but after night three, Hangman and Elgin was his second favorite match of the tournament.
1: Wow! Wow! <laughs> I was just like it was like it felt like oh man it's going to sound bad, but Uh-oh. it just felt like a it just felt like a an indie match like. A lot of moves, a lot of zero to hero stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, for me, this is my thing, of course, right? So, like, I just didn't, I just thought it was, like, a lot of great moves, and they were great, and they looked great. Like, especially that Hurricane I was freaking fantastic. God, I was like, a, like, like, a shot at a cannon when it came off the rope so fast, you know? But, like, I just thought, like, it was, like, really big move, and you're already up on your feet, and you're doing another move, and that kind of thing. It wasn't, like, they didn't pace themselves out with selling between the rooms, in my opinion. But that's why I was really high on the match. I mean am not like I'm not dogging on that not, not being an asshole, but like I really I just that's what I felt when I when I saw it, I was like, well, you know, it's kinda like what I feel the need a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh
0: both you and me when it comes to the A block, uh our favorite match of the A Block so far, I said I just said uh, Heartbreak Kids favorite match was Elgin and Page. But our favorite match from the A Block is, uh, is, uh, Tanahashi and Suzuki, which was night one. And, uh, Mm -hmm. like I thought, you know, with, with Tanahashi, like, you know, everything is, is around his, um, you know, he's kind of like the walking wounded in a sense, right? Like, you know, he's always going to hurt his knee, um, but he's always going to fight, you know, fight from underneath with that with that injury, and he's going to have that you know that spirit. Uh, and I thought the submission holds that Minoru Suzuki was putting on him, just the transitions of going from hold to hold to hold to hold to hold, was was really amazing. And just the whole pace of that match, and uh, and you know the selling and, and everything, it was it was really good, especially for night one. Um, and, and, you know, we both really loved it. It's, it's, it's our, you know, it's our, it's our favorite match so far of the A block. But I guess my question for you is, you know, Tanahashi, as he gets older, um, as he, you know, he's sort of, you know, he's the ace, he's, he's the guy, um, and I think you even chose him or you before the tournament started, you picked him to win the tournament and to head yeah,
1: to I the Tokyo, you.
0: to the Tokyo Dome, to, to face Kenny Omega, that story of him, you know, him blowing out the wheel and, and having to come back from, 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 you know, can, can they can continue to tell that story in a way where, uh, you know, he can go through that tournament, like, like you predicted to, to win the whole thing, because I, I, I watch it. And I, and I think like, sometimes I think, well, you know, he sells that knee so often. Like, it's setting up something where, you know, at the end it's going to go out on him and he's going to lose a match and and, and that's going to be the drama in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, he could be right. Sure, you know, I could, I could definitely do that too, but my gut feeling is that he's going to win it and he's going to beat uh, Ibushi in the finals. And, um, and yeah, I mean, Tanahashi is the man. Like, he's one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen ever and you know like he's up there with flair for me he's up there with jack briscoe for me you know guys like that like when it comes to the pure art of the wrestling business like i love selling the art of sales like my favorite thing about pro wrestling it's it's amazing it's uh, lacking today with the majority of the wrestlers but like Tanahashi is just brilliant like in that match with jay white there's a moment where like he hurt his knee and like stumbles back into the corner like it just like felt so realistic to me. Like felt oh my god, like oh shit, did his leg really go out, you know? And uh, he just does has that he just has that about him, like he can just bring you into the matches. And that match with Suzuki was great. And you know, Suzuki's doing everything he can to like lock on a submission hold and um and he's he's trying to get he's trying to get the tap out. But Tanahashi's fighting through the pain and and, and 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 making making adjustments to get closer to the ropes like every time Suzuki made adjustments to lock on the holes tighter, you mm-hmm. know? and um, I remember we had this debate like last year with the Okada and Suzuki match. Remember, like you were wondering, like how can you know you were really like that match. How can they? I, how
0: can he sell so much and like not
1: tap how out? Can he sell so much. <laughs> so I remember I was so curious about this because it it's interesting, right? But like okay, let's look at this from a real combat perspective. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to a, a friend who is a pretty high level who was a, was a, you know, a high-level pioneer in women's mixed martial arts. And I asked her, like, you know, like, I showed her link of the match. She watched it. And I said, what do you think? Could, like, someone survive any holds from a guy like a match like Suzuki? And she said, yeah, it's possible. You people can't. You can. It's not, it's not unrealistic that can happen. Right. So, like, and a lot of it, it was, like, if you watch the small details of that match, And people are like, why is he not tapping out? Because Suzuki's the master. But as you notice, like, Suzuki's making adjustments. Every time you make adjustments, you're losing some pressure, right? So, like, and at the same time, as he's making those adjustments on the holds, Kanahashi's making adjustments to reach the ropes, to inch closer to those ropes and grab it. And it's just, like, really cool little things. And that's the stuff I love about us and the little stuff like that. It just really brings you into the matches and, um, you know, Stands out more than like a big move, a big high spot that's dangerous or something like that. See? Yeah. So yeah, um, this it's, it's, it's and those, those guys are, those guys are just like Suzuki Tanahashi matches are are definitely, I mean as much as we talk about Kata and Tanahashi you know, you know, Kato, Omega, like, and in a way, you know, you got to throw in Suzuki and Tanahashi in there too, you know, like it's been a really good series of matchups in those two.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting uh, to think about. And, you know, much like I talked about with Naito, Tanahashi just draws you in so much and, and you're just sucked in and you just want to see him win. You just want to see him overcome whatever the hurdle is in front of him. And, uh, and he's just,
1: he's, he's amazing. He's, uh, you know he's he's freaking he's freaking Elvis man like that's what I love about it. like he like I love his post-match win like I, I you know I usually kind of cut out like okay I uh a magazine is promo I might watch a little bit cut yeah out. yeah but like I, you, I, you kind of have to watch the post show ending Tanahashi celebration yeah not the guitar the air guitar stuff but like him walking to the back and Getting people's towels and wiping his sweat off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just so damn cool, man. He's just so cool. He's 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 a he's a legit star, you know. And like you remember, you said like when you were there helping with the uh, the interview process, you know, setting up doing the tech, setting up the interview and everything. Like when he comes into the room, like you just felt like that guy is a star. Like you knew right away. He walked in, he controlled the whole room. Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. He's I mean, he's just so thought,
0: he's just different. Like the air is just different when he walks in and. You know, when he starts yeah. just kind of introducing himself. Um, the, the other thing, though, is, you know, when you lose a little bit of your athleticism. Um, and, and I don't I, and I'm, this is not me saying that he's like a worn down guy at all. But, you know, he's had some injuries, but the ability to change a little bit of your uh, of what you do uh, to, uh, you know, to 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 make it work for you. Mm -hmm. is is also just it's just an amazing thing you know you um it's 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 what enables him at his age to continue to be like you know one of the top guys like he he's also one of the still one of the best wrestlers in that company and some may say he's still the best wrestler in that company and it's his ability to uh find new things uh you know, as a worker and as a seller and, and everything, you know, I, I'm not a wrestler. So obviously, so I, I don't know the exact terms, but you know, if, if Dutra or Cobb was here, they would probably uh, be able to explain this better than me, but just the, just his ability to change his game a little bit, you know, it's kind of like Jerry, uh, it's kind of like, uh, uh, Chris Jericho always talks about Madonna. Like she was always able to change her look so that she didn't get stale and Tanahashi not changing so that he doesn't get stale. He's, changing his game be, to to work around maybe a slight loss of athleticism because he's not 28 years old anymore. And that is uh, yeah. maybe my favorite thing about him.
1: Yeah, I was just having I was just having this conversation tonight with our good friend Oliver John, old school Oliver John. He gave me a call. And it was funny because I was thinking about calling him too. He's like, all of a sudden, here, gets Oliver John's phone <laughs> on, my, on my caller ID. So, of course, I had to take it, right? It's Oliver John. And we're just talking about, you know, we, we get right into it. We're talking about our kids, and then all of a sudden it's about wrestling, right? And then, and, you know, I was talking about a particular tag team and how, like, you know, like, he's not a fan of their style, but I was, like, telling him, like, you know, like, you know, the matches are getting better. There's even more psychology in the matches. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's like, yeah, because you're, you're getting older and getting hurt. Yeah, got to change, and that's, yeah, cool. that's, totally. that's what happens. That's what happens to everyone all those young guys you come up you take the big bumps you take the big risks you do a lot more stuff because you're young and you and you recovery faster but once you start not being able to recover as fast, you gotta change things up and you know Tanahashi is a genius like yeah. I said and so he can you know he can work around his injuries and, and still pull out great matches Yeah, he's, I'm looking forward to you know of course we'll looking forward to this match with Likado which will be another great match I'm sure they, they can just Digging half-ass it, we won't know. We wouldn't even know. You know I mean, that's yeah. how good they are. Yeah, I and uh, it's
0: his. They had that match earlier this year, which was amazing.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, definitely my match of the year so far. And know, um, yeah, I'm looking for his matches with Falla because he always has these like, great matches with Falla. And like then I'm not knocking Falla because Falla is like, really good. And uh, but like they always have. He always like sneaks in with the count-out win. Tanahashi like he never pins. Like I think last year he had like one of the best like wins by count out i've ever seen and then uh, so i'm hoping to see they do that theme today you know do that theme again then when they when they hook up again so look forward to that
0: by the way when you were talking about the person you uh you you uh sent the match to and asked the jiu-jitsu person you could have said the name gabby garcia like you didn't have to hide that name (laughs) okay (laughs) um so so you know, uh, la- la- just la- last few thoughts here uh, uh, as we get get through the rest of this. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't think we need to go match by match. I think we've talked enough about the stuff that we really liked. Yeah. Um, is, are, is there one specific match that you're looking forward to the most? I mean, we already know the matchups, right? That everyone's facing everybody, but is there one match? That you're looking most forward to is it? It may be Tanahashi Okada because you you did mention that. But uh, anything else that that uh, you're just like, gosh, I can't wait for this match to happen.
1: Um, I'm really curious about Omega and Ibushi just because it's been built up for so long. They, of course, their history, the best friends, the golden lovers thing, and it's, and you know like their last match or last match I've seen back in DT They were just they did everything in the world. So it's interesting to see how they do this match. And I'm sure it's going to be an all-out affair. So it's definitely going to be a standout match. But I expected Bushi to win that match.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. And, you know, just sort of off of playing off of last year's G1, uh, I want to see what they they do with Juice and and Omega. I think, uh, you know, uh, again, another young guy who's who's, uh, you know, continually trying to raise his game. Like, uh, I, I want to see what they do with those guys again, too.
1: Yeah. Juice is, uh, juice is, juice is great. Juice is like, I mean, I look for, you know, he has the first, per- he has the first, per- he has it all, the personality, wrestle, um, the fans just love him. Not only here in the United States, but they love him in Japan. And he has that, that charisma. He, he's like, ch- ch- he, he, he's channeled that Dusty Rhodes vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he dances, he moves, he shakes, and then he just then he goes out there and has a great match. So, um, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, you're right. So they had that big. He had the big what upset win, right? Last yep. year's tournament. So, yep. Interesting how they play off that. I think. Well, Omega did beat him again, so maybe it's one of those things where Juice always beats Omega in the in the, in the tournament. In that kind <laughs> of just like Suzuki always loses against Yano, right? Yeah, you know, won the, the theme. Not this year, though. Of course, it won't happen. But uh, yeah, and I'm trying to think of the match Suzuki has left. Oh, Suzuki, yeah, Suzuki, know, Suzuki Okada, yeah, Suzuki Okada is so always that's... great. Yeah have but you Reino's have, you watched, list, the, have, have yeah, you watched the have you watched
0: the match uh, with them in the rain yet?
1: No, I'm not. I haven't watched I'm it not. either. Are but, you? But,
0: but no, no, no. But everyone I've talked to said it is like the. It's like this. Like the setting just makes it look like just like a majestic match. Like just the setting of of the 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 rain and the downpour and it being outdoors. Like it's it's just like a different thing, right? It's not the same sort of setting as as you usually see wrestling. So everyone I've everyone I've talked to says that stands out and makes it. It just makes it like so majestic.
1: Why is Suzuki uh, booking show outdoors? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, I don't can, know you, you, you can, you so you you can kind of, you can. Can't you like
0: see the wet, like, what the weather's gonna be like, like three or four weeks out,
1: or at least a week out, and make adjustments, right? <laughs> but Suzuki's a badass, right? So yeah. he's like, you know, forget the rain. Let's go dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he probably saw it as like a challenge. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. We're still gonna have a great match.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been great. Looking forward to the. To the finish of this tournament, and then maybe we'll come back and finish up uh, a recap of G One. That'd be fun Video show like this. This has been fun. I really enjoyed this conversation about the G One tournament.
0: Yeah, no we we should definitely we should definitely do it again. Maybe at the end, or maybe uh, you know maybe before the finals or something. We'll we'll get back and we'll chat. Yeah, about is, there
1: another, it. is there another halfway point? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it just feels like maybe we're at it. I don't know. It just feels like uh, this is like a long tournament so far, though. But there will be some like couple days probably next week will be like the dog days right almost a the tournament it, but it'll be good
0: yeah yeah for sure i i i, uh, I wonder how many days uh, how many shows are they going this year i guess they're going all the way through august 12th so that's still you know oh ov- that's still over three weeks that's like that's i don't know 23 days or, or whatever so one, two,
1: three, four, five, six. And no, 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 it's eight, just it's like it's it's because there's all this all this just just New Japan stuff. We're watching all this stuff. And of course me, I'm a free guy, I'll fit other stuff in, you know. And it's like it's a lot of watching. Thank God for lunch breaks at work, you know. I I know we're not so e- e- we're that. not we're not
0: even we're not even close to halfway through. There's eighteen shows before the finals. Um, and we're at night four or night five is tonight. So yeah, we got a long way to go, man. A
1: long. Oh, Maybe we'll do a halfway point then.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It is,
1: it is the the uh, the old deal seventeen stretch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So. Uh, uh.
0: But yeah, you know, it's uh, it's fun, and 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 it's one of the things that I I I dread it, and then when it when we get to it, I love it. So. It's like one of those I don't know, yeah. uh, one of those things. You just make that time for me. it. So um, yeah, so you have Tanahashi winning. I originally picked uh, Okada winning. Um, your guys one and one. Uh, my guys zero and two. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I think I think both of our guys will will be in the running by the, by the time this thing is over. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, sure. but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, thanks for, thanks for coming on and we'll have to, we'll have to talk about the G1 again at some point, whether it's the halfway point or maybe before the, before the finals or, or something, but, uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff because the problem is, is if we wait until too long, we have so much stuff to talk about, like it might be better just to do it like, uh, every week and a half or something, but we'll figure it out. Yeah.
1: Every, every four shows. Yeah, Exactly.
0: <laughs> The next time we do the show we can say we're almost halfway through. Yeah. yeah. Alright, man. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, enjoy your, uh, your your young new baby boy. And uh, yeah, we'll 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 check we'll check you out soon. So for my uh, my good friend John LaRocca, I'm double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out.